A lot of people have been curious, you know, they get a new job, they're excited, they're anxious, they're not really sure what to expect during their first week of their brand new, spanking new job. All of us, at some point or another, have been in the same position where we're starting a new job and we don't know what to expect. But today we're going to be talking about things you can do to facilitate that process and help you lead for a successful first week. This is the Public Health Insight Podcast. Before we move on, it is important to note that the views expressed in this podcast are our own and do not represent any of the organizations we work for or are affiliated with. You're listening to the Public Health Insight Podcast, your go-to space for all things public health and global health, from the sustainable development goals to the social determinants of health, as well as interesting dialogues about the diverse career opportunities that exist in these fields. Remember to subscribe to the podcast and leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts and Spotify so other people like you can benefit from our content. What's up, everyone? My name is LaShawn, your host for this episode, and I'm with Perva and Gordon. Today, we'll be talking about things you should do during your first week at your new job. All right, Gordon, Perva, are you excited to talk about this topic? I noticed you plugged your newsletter there. What's up, everyone? What's up, public health? Uh, I got that. Nah, People don't know about my newsletter. Yet. They need to follow me on. Because I mean, technically, learn... mm. you cover a lot of topics that's going to be related to this episode. All so right. tell them about it. So I have this newsletter. It's called What's Up Public Health. And if you're interested in professional development, different opportunities, and really a resource that connects you to different people in the public health and global health space, connect with me on LinkedIn and follow my newsletter, which has around a thousand people right now who really engage with the content and find it useful. So if you're someone who would like to benefit from some of those things, come through, subscribe, connect with me and talk to me on LinkedIn and we'll take it from there. How but often today, does it come out, LaShawn? It comes out around once a month. And like I said, you're on issue number um, two. On issue number two, it's called What's Up Public Health. That's why when I started this, I'm like, what's up? Actually, I didn't even, I didn't realize that, Gordon. You didn't why you got to say that? And it's a, the number two ranked newsletter in the public health space. Wow. Second, I don't second know about to all that. public health insight. I didn't oh. know. You know that. when the little, the, the little uh, bands like One Direction and stuff break off, they think they can do their own thing kind of thing? <laughs> That's what LaShawn's trying to do. Yeah. Yo, do the Harry you know Styles it. of us the all? Harry Styles, right. You got to do what you got to do. Anyway. They released it around the same time Harry Styles came out with his new yeah, album. I see, this. I see this. I see this. We see him. There's no connection whatsoever. Anyways. So, Gordon, what are some of your tips? Let's talk about some. Mm, let's just put it this way. The day before you start your new job, you're probably not going to get much sleep. You're probably going to be anxious, right? You're probably going to be concerned about imposter syndrome, how well you fit <laughs> in. Do you really have what it takes to do the job properly? Did they have more successful candidates who are more worthy of the position and they just somehow picked you and you're going to fail. Just accept that's a natural response to something uncertain. So that's the first thing. Accept that there are things that you don't know and that things that you're not going to be good at on your first day in your job. So a lot of your first day, first week, first month of starting a new job is going to be a lot of investigative journalism, finding out what you don't know, asking the right questions, meeting the right people, 
I think that's a mindset you have to have when you're about to start a new job. One, to accept that you probably will feel anxious and there's a reason for it. And then two, understanding that you have to give yourself time and space to learn what you don't know. So digging a little bit deeper to that, Gordon, what are these types of questions that you would ask during your first week? The first question I would ask, you're going to have peers or colleagues on the job and you're probably going to have a reporting manager. I think you want to know, I think everyone wants to have a good relationship with their manager. So you want to ask your colleagues maybe what your manager is really like. So people have been working with them for a couple of years the do's and don'ts essentially, that automatically gets your anxiety levels maybe lower to know, okay, Gordon doesn't like when you knock on his door. Okay, so I don't have to be yelled at, right? There's certain things where you can you can learn about the workplace culture early on so that you at least do a better job of fitting in while you maybe understand the more nuances of the situation. I like that. Perva, what are some of the things that you do? Well, I guess I... Uh concerning you guys are like dinosaurs um (laughs) i fully have been through (laughs) not because jurassic park is coming out you can say that (laughs) no i like i just went through this last fall and i think one thing to remember is that with the pandemic so many people are still working hybrid and with the whole introducing yourself it's so hard to do that right now when so many people aren't in the office. So I think a good question to also ask is when, say, you have a manager who's not directly your manager, someone on your team, ask when they're going to they're gonna be in office. Maybe you can go and introduce them, introduce yourself to them at that time. For example, the director of my organization, he comes in once a month. <laughs> so he's usually at the hospital or works at home. So I don't see him until he's actually in office. So when I needed to introduce myself, I had to set up a meeting with him and email him, be like, hi, I'd love to introduce myself, get to know you. And we set up a virtual meeting. So that's something to keep in mind. Realize what your environment at work looks like in terms of the hybrid sense, or if it's fully virtual working from home. Um, How are you going to approach getting to know your coworkers in that type of space? It does make it a little different from the traditional way of just going up to somebody and you walk by them and say, hi, how are you? And you introduce yourself. It doesn't work like that when so many people work virtually. So if you have your manager or a coworker, colleague who can uh, help you figure out that virtual hybrid realm of it all, it would be really good. See, when do people accept emails? When are people online? Whether they will be there in person or not. Those are some good questions to ask as well. LaShawn, I wanted to ask you about this in particular around the, while we're on the introduce yourself kind of phase of starting your new job and getting to know others. Are there any do's and don'ts? I know you're big on the first impression and body language. How could that go wrong if you don't have the right energy? Yeah, like you want to come off as a person that you'll get along with other people, right? And you're fun to be around in a sense, in a professional sense, right? You don't want to be the downer. You don't want to be the person who's just always negative And you're like, oh, do I have to work from nine to five here? Or like, oh, this, that, especially on your first week. Come on now. But like, again, let's talk about virtual for a second. If you're meeting people virtually, do take the initiative to reach out to people who are in your organization. Sometimes you have reporting structures. So you have 
uh, functional managers you could reach out to, the people you're reporting to, some of the colleagues in the same department or the different teams you're working on. Try setting up one-on-one meetings outside kind of the formal icebreakers that they have and just get to know them. And it really goes a long way because you'll start to develop more solid relationships. And again, that first impression matters. So if you're coming off as someone who is not very interested in other people or not very engaged with the work that you're going to be doing, it could lead to many issues going forward in terms of collaboration and communication. So you want to be someone that's very open to these different opportunities, communication, and show that you're really enthusiastic and engaged about the work that you will be doing. And as Dr. Sajad Fazil always points out, you don't want to come off too enthusiastic where it seems inauthentic. Okay. Now, in terms of body language, it's tough if you're going to have a virtual meeting and you have your camera off, right? Make sure your background is presentable. Make sure your setup is in a, is done in a professional way, just so you come off as you really care about what you're doing and you're serious about what you're doing, right? And of course, as you get to know people past the first week, you can understand the social norms of that organization and you could start to adapt accordingly. But you want to, that first week is about getting a sense of what's going on, seeing what people are doing, seeing what the or how the organization functions. And I think the key thing is you want to also find a friend that you could confide in throughout the the work period you have there. So during the first week, you might not find your best friend, but you can work towards creating those relationships. And There's a lot of research in the literature that shows that if you are making these social connections, these deep social connections, it actually leads to increased levels of productivity. We're talking about the person who's going to start their new job, right? But it's also important as the people who are already there to be welcoming in the onboarding process to make it a little bit easier. So all this is great and introduce yourself, ask questions is great. But then if you arrive on a job in person on the first day and everyone looks like they're not happy to be there, that doesn't give you a lot of confidence and that makes you maybe second guess why you took the job in the first place. So it's important to be welcoming to whenever you have a new colleague and maybe take the initiative. Maybe they're shy or their last experience didn't work out very well. So it's important for us to go out of our way as well to make them feel comfortable. I think also working from both sides of the person who's already there versus who's the incoming individual. Questions are always welcome, I think. Don't be afraid to ask questions. I think it's better. It shows interest, as LaShawn said, if you are asking questions and clarifying things that you're being told. Uh, Something that I also always do is have a notebook and a pen to write down quick things that they're telling you or write down your questions. You can ask them later. I would say don't write them down on your phone. I think like carrying your phone around and writing it down on your phone, it just doesn't seem as professional. also seems a little, I don't know, just out of decorum. So have a little notebook, take a pen with you on your first day, note people's names down who you think are good individuals to make connections with or someone who seems extra friendly, who you can make a personal connection with. Write those things down, even as Gordon said, if there's some small tidbit like this person doesn't like having their office door knocked on, write who that is, write that down. You're not going to, you're going to have so many names thrown at you on your first day and your first week that it'll be good for you to have notes of that. I looked back at my little like first month notebook so many times. So it's honestly really helpful. Always have a pen and a small notebook handy for that first couple weeks. And if I may... One in related to the 
asking well-time questions and seeking out colleagues who can be supportive or mentors even. Let's talk about the question piece for a bit because I think there's a right way to do it and also a wrong way to do it. I think the priority for making a question should be how do you find information rather than tell me everything I need to know and then you have a question for every single thing and you don't take any initiative to find the information that's accessible. A good example of a question would be hey, I just started, even in your introduction, I just started here, whatever. Is there any curated resources that I can go to that help someone navigate their first week? of? And then you sit there and go through that. And then you can say, ask questions that weren't answered in those resources rather than I expect my colleague to tell me everything I need to know to survive in this position. Does that make sense? Oh yeah, 100%. I think that also just helps with the longevity of it. You have the resources and tools at your hand that in the future, it just creates skills to be able to problem solve on your own rather than rely on someone else to give you the answers every time. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of when I was back in school taking courses. A lot of people ask questions that are already in the syllabus. Yet yeah. The professor tells you all the answers are in the syllabus, but you still ask those questions. So it's the same thing. Like once you're able to have that access to that repository of information, make sure like the questions you ask are not easily accessible and obvious to find if you put in a bit of time into finding them, right? So then that gives you the opportunity to ask more strategic level questions that shows that you are more dedicated and serious about the job, right? Right. So an example of that question, LaShawn, would be, I've read through the syllabus and I saw X, Y, and Z. However, where would I find information on X? And then it's, it shows that you've tried to find it. It shows that you're resourceful and that you know how to find things that you want on your own and going to people only when you need them and that you're not depending on them all the time to solve problems for you. And in terms of adding value, like we all use that term in terms of making people aware of what you can and can't do but you obviously want to make a good impression on your first week. What is the extent of you kind of showcasing some of your abilities to highlight there? Do you think there's room for that during the first week or is the priority of that first week to just soak up all the information you can, figure out the reporting structures, figure out how the organization functions? Do you think there is that flexibility or creative aspect where you can kind of, if you will, flex some of that value added there? Yeah. I, from my perspective, I believe, and I strongly believe that the value add is actually from listening and paying attention. So on the first day, you'll overhear conversations, whether it's a direct discussion with you or you'll be assigned a specific task explicitly. In both cases, it's important that you show that you're able to listen and interpret what is being asked and then implement that. So one example of this could be there's a discussion around a particular problem between your coworkers, not something particular for you to do. And then you've listened to what the conversation was. And then maybe you say, hey, LaShawn, I noticed that you're working on a social media campaign for this. I have some experience doing this. Would it be any value if I was to take this off your plate while you do this? So they're not impressed at the output. Like, they're going to be very pleased with that offering without even seeing how good you are at what the deliverable was. So that attentiveness, that level of paying attention to detail in of itself is value without even seeing how good you were at the thing that you agreed to take on. Yeah, I agree with that. I think 
listening and offering are offering. always yeah always good options especially for that first day slash week once you get your responsibilities kind of put on your plate you finally get to take over those projects that you got hired to do you'll have the opportunity to show the output of it all but coming off as i will take responsibility i am dependable if you need any help or I have the expertise to do this if you need the help. I think that's a really good thing to showcase on that first day in the first week. And I think to kind of wrap this all up, one of the things that I would emphasize is setting up a meeting with your manager or the person you're reporting to and just get a better understanding of what your roles, responsibilities are and some of those expectations. Because at the end of the day, you're going to be reporting to them. And if you're not doing some of the things that they would have envisioned you doing, it won't be a good time. So make sure you have those clear, transparent communications with your reporting manager. That's a great point that scheduling those 30, 60, 90 day performance evaluations to learn about what your manager's expectations are of you so that you can perform well. But I also want to bring up another point around structure and discipline. A lot of people often think that the way to impress is to maybe not take a lunch break and just work throughout the whole day and show that you're committed to work. There are times where there are tasks that need to get done within a work day that might mean that you miss out on uh, these parts of your day. I've always been impressed that my colleagues who, okay, during lunchtime, I go to do this. Uh, maybe it's a gym or they go and do yoga in the yoga room and they're very structured. And I admire that a lot. So I think that's another way to add value to the workplace to show that you're a very structured person and that you don't have to be consumed with work all the time and that you can set boundaries when you need to for your own mental health. I think that's also something that shouldn't be understated. Absolutely. Yeah, so I think this was a nice short discussion that we've had so far. We talked about the importance of introducing yourselves and meeting key people, asking well-timed questions, really seeking out someone like mentors or friends you could rely on, even though they might not be your best friends to begin with, but you're setting the foundations of those relationships. Really learning about the different reporting structures, the way the social norms of that organization you know, functions, and then the, this idea of adding value and really setting one-on-one -on -one meetings with your managers and reporting structures early on just so you have a better sense of what's going on. So to end this, I want to hear your parting words. Purva, what message would you like to leave our audience with? Yeah, I mean, just, I was going to say be yourself, but be your professional self. <laughs> be really observant on your first day. See what that is the work culture is if you're worried about your dressing style look at what other people are wearing what's the norm all those type of little things will help you feel more confident and at home within the workplace if you're able to emulate the vibe that you're getting from the team and the place that you're at right now listen to what other people have to say if they're giving you tips or little tricks or little hints about something really try and keep in mind those things and make note of them and in the end just be confident you know it's your first day you're gonna be anxious you're gonna be nervous but they interviewed you they thought you were the best for this job and that definitely means something and now it just means that you're going to be able to create a relationship with everyone and the organization that's a little more personal and be able to show you case your skills and the knowledge that you already spoke about. So I just be confident, 
make your little place in that spot and um, build some connections, whether they're personal or just for networking purposes. It's always going to be helpful for you and treat it as a good learning experience. Okay. Thank you. Gordon, what about you? Well, let's put it this way. If you've gotten to this point where you're looking for job advice or looking for advice about how to thrive in the workplace, you would have already overcome numerous challenges to get here. So you've demonstrated some ability to be able to navigate previous situations, whether you started a new program in school, whether you started a new job. And in each case, I'm sure you felt some degree of anxiety and maybe lack of belonging, questioning your abilities. And you know, yet you're still here in a position where you're going to start your new job. So just understand that those feelings are normal and understand that through your previous experience, you've demonstrated the ability to overcome those. And this situation is no different. Precisely. Yeah, thanks for sharing that, Gordon. And I'll just wrap it off with a quote that I found. A new job is like a blank book. And you are the author. This is Gordon, Perva, and LaShawn signing off. Which book you reading? Is it a blank book? <laughs> Which job's that? Which job gives you a LaShawn, blank book? LaShawn likes his quotes. Yeah. Where you get that blank book from? Thank you for listening to the Public Health Insight Podcast. Your go-to space for informative conversations, inspiring community action. If you enjoy our podcast, be sure to subscribe and leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. See you in the next one.